Taking away Leslie Lazenby. Leslie's going to talk, be talking about two films now available in the U.S. We've talked about them before, but now we're going to talk about them in a little more detail. Take it away, Leslie. Great, thanks. I'm going to just start off because these films, you think of a, a one's consumer, one's professional. <laughs> but what is consumer and what is professional? These are Kodak films. I will be specifically talking about the Color Plus. And depending on my mood, if I'm feeling bougie, I will say pro-image. If I'm feeling not, I'll say pro-image. I could interchange them while we're talking. But let's start off with the consumer films for Kodak, color print films, originally called Kodacolor, then Kodacolor X, and Kodacolor 2. Kodacolor 2 was the first C41 film. We've got... Terms like Kodacolor 400, Kodacolor Gold, Ultramax, Kodacolor VR. See. VR. VR technology. This is important. This is the first color film with T-grain technology, and it is still used today. And did you not tell me, Mike, Mm -hmm. that the outside master carton on the Color Plus is marked VR? It certainly is. And I'm and having a flashback. No, VR is VR. That can't be VR. It's a technology, yeah. not a name. Yep. A brand. So it's a type of type of film it is, type of yes. color technology. Exactly. Grains are high, they smash them down. They got little flat grains, less area, sharper film. That's it in a nutshell. But there was Coda Color VR. And then there was Coda Color VR G. And Lots of little gold, gold plus, color plus, all in between. And these are general purpose. I don't want to say consumer, but it, it would, they were made for the consumer market, obviously. General color purpose negative films. And they handle light in an expected way. They have one thing that really shines for a Kodak consumer color film is they have a good abuse tolerance factor built into them. You can cook the stuff. Mm-hmm. It can be outdated and it just doesn't shift much. It gives average contrast, average color rendition in normal light. The grain is normal. It's um, everything is just rather on a solid line with it and it stays that way. It has a color palette that you fully accept as being a normal color palette. And I personally, I almost get a little offended. You'll see someone say, oh, use Ultramax 400. I would never use that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why not. If you, if you handle it, oh. if you don't abuse it, I mean like drastically under or drastically overexpose it, I have never minded using a Color Max or a Color Plus or a Coda Color film stock. If I'm putting a roll in, got to put some color film in, going to go to New Jersey, go to FPP and recording. I love this stuff. Am I going to put it in over Portra? Yeah, I'm going to. There's a reason for that. We'll, we'll get to it. We have the consumer line. We have the professional line. Professional, Portra. Ektar is not a, a consumer film. 
And the pro image is in the professional asterisk lineup of film. Professional color negative films give you different color palettes. They're not the same as consumer. They are, I almost call them tighter. They are definitely finer grain. Their renditions in odd lighting can be more accurate than a consumer film. But what they don't do is they don't take abuse. They don't tolerate it. You get portrait hot, it doesn't like. Things will shift on you quicker. It's because everything is, is tighter dialed in. It's always best to keep a professional color negative film refrigerated until close to the time to use it. If you ever notice, it has a lot shorter expiration date on it than a consumer film. Currently in Kodak Alaris's lineup, You've got Ektar, introduced in 1988. Their very first Ektar film was 1,000 speed only. Pretty trippy. But then they came out with the 25, 125, and the 1,000. Ultra-fine grain. It was intended to be a negative film that looked like Kodachrome. Mm -hmm. And it is. The colors are more saturated, more saturated than consumer. Extremely high acuteness. This stuff is sharp. It, um, I personally, here's, here's my line. Oh, you can use Ektar for portraits. Oh, it's my turn now. I'm going to use that for portraits. But it's different today because we do scan and we can correct these minor things. But if you, a few years ago, if you would have used Ektar for a portrait session with studio lights, you expected a lab when they returned your prints the skin tone would have been too red. It's not what Ektar at all was made for. It's gone through some changes. At one time, it was called Royal Gold. Oh. The Ektar name was not around. Now it's back to Ektar. I personally love it for things like landscape, street work. In 120, it's fantastic in a box camera. Because it is snappier, it is oversaturated, not oversaturated, but highly saturated, it's great for an uncoated lens. It just brings back and gives you some pretty nifty stuff using it in a 100-year-old or more box camera in the 120 size. So the other official professional film is Portra, formerly called Varicolor. Oh! Formerly called Ectacolor. And Ectacolor was their flagship, their very first designated professional color negative film. Many people today consider it just a general purpose film. Put in some Portra 400. Oh, I'm going to have to do it again. Oh, no. (laughs) Really, it isn't. It is a flatter contrast film. Hmm. It is not snappy like Consumer. It is not snappy like uh, Ektar. Its color palette was specifically designed for skin tones. It is nothing less than stunning for portraits. And formerly, when film was king of weddings, mm-hmm. um, you know, rather than digital, portrait was it. Portrait is what everybody used. Why did they use it? Because of that slight bit lower contrast. When you would photograph with it, every little bead on a bride's gown would show up. Oh. On a consumer film, that, that was just, um, contrast was just enough higher that, that those type of things would just blend together as white. You photograph a wedding cake and every little dot and every little loop will show up because it's a little bit lower contrast. Higher contrast, they just blend into each other. Kodak even had this term, and I remember a advertising piece when Portra first came out, and they called the skin tones creamy. 
And they were. Creamy is just the absolute best word for it. Mm -hmm. um, the biggest reason why I like to keep portrait for portraits rather than using it as a general purpose film. You just don't even know. It's like, oh, I, you put them down side by side with a color plus image, just the prints from them. You'll probably say, oh, I like this one better in a general situation. Mm. There again, I probably wouldn't use uh, color plus if I'm going to do some serious portrait shooting, studio strobes, things like that, where that color balance is ideal, that color temperature is ideal. Not so much a big deal if you're shooting available light outside with some fill flash. The differences aren't as nearly noticeable. And then we come up to, what the heck is this stuff called Pro Image? Pro Limage. Pro Limage. <laughs> 100 speed, fine grain, sure. It has a look that is a cross between Portra and Ektar. Reproduces greens a little bit better because both Portra and Ektar suffer in the green area, mm. especially portraits, not what it's made for. It's not its palette. It has a little bit more contrast or snap. It's not quite as flat as Portra, but the skin tones, unlike Ektar, the skin tones on this film are beautiful. It is, even though on the box it says Kodak Professional, Kodak will be the first to tell you that this is not a professional film. It's not in their professional lineup. And it does not have the price that goes along with the portrait or the professional films. So this is a cons almost a consumer-priced pro-look film. It is like you take Color Plus and throw it in a pot, and Portrait and throw it in a pot, and Ektart and throw it in a pot, and stir it all up, and you kind of get all the good things of all of those in this one film. It's really quite a remarkable film. It has more tolerance to abuse. It is not a one-all film does everything. Let's face it, if it was, they only need to produce one film. All films are made for specific reasons. For their palettes, for their contrast, literally specific reasons. They all certainly shine in their own area in the film world. So it's thrilling to see... It's not a new film. It's just new to us. It's not been available in many countries. And I'm thrilled that, that FPP has it now. So am I. I think it's really just a territorial thing that these are films made for originally hotter climates and enough consumer demand in the UK. It went to the UK before it came to the North America. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then FPP listeners who were buying from the FPP store started sending me emails and then I started sending emails to my Kodak rep saying, can I have this? 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 Because it's made right here in Rochester. Rochester? Yes. Why the heck can't, if it's made to Rochester, why do I have to be buying it from Asia when it's right here in Rochester? So, you know, a bunch of listeners that have been shooting it have been really loving it. And I started shooting Color Plus. The first thing that you put up on it, the first thing I noticed was the excellent skin tones on it. Mm -hmm. I think I even commented. I said the skin tones are just nailed. They're mm. perfect. And did you scan them yourself? I did. How were they to scan? Easy to scan? Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. You can make any film look like almost anything today by scanning them, but you got to sit there and tweak, tweak, and tweak. Yeah. And that's not the point. A good quick scan and nails it. There are also quite a few videos on YouTube where shooters are talking singing the joys 
of shooting uh, the tradi- the films that were traditionally the cheaper films here that have been available forever. The current regular or budget films mm-hmm. are Kodak Gold 200 and Kodak Max 400. Yes. And lots of shooters are shooting Max 400 at 200. Give a little more... Exposure. A little more exposure. Mm-hmm. A little, little denser nag. Yeah. That helps to reduce the grain a little bit. The Kodak Underdog films. There you go. Underdog. Underdog. Was always Max 400 and Kodak Gold. Yes. 200. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was cheap. Oh, I'm, not sh- I'm not going to shoot my model with that. Yeah. <laughs> but I think almost like the reverse is happening these days. Whereas... I'm seeing lots and lots of videos of people shoot, <laughs> shooting with these budget films and getting wonderful results. So I'm thrilled that we now have, well, here in the U.S., and specifically, of course, in the FPP online store, Kodak Gold 200, Color Plus 200, which we now have established are different emulsions. Yes. Different formulas. Mm-hmm. Pro Limage 100, that's Pro Image 100, and Max 400. An awesome deal, and you're not sacrificing anything. Yeah. You can just buy more of it. Keep shooting. Thank you, Leslie. You're welcome.